Hey everybody, welcome to a very special episode 300 of the Bite Me Podcast. It's not, it's not really, I mean it's special because it's 300. Like that that's, is a huge milestone. We did 50 podcasts six times, that's how math yeah, works. And, um, and after we do 65 more podcasts, you can listen to one podcast a day for an entire year. Oh, that's pretty cool, right. actually. Which also that's means cool. that we spent exactly one year <laughs> of of days <laughs> doing this. So that is also kind of crazy to think about. Yeah, three hundred is a pretty big number. I mean, like in in a world where like most podcasts actually don't make it to episode seven, um, wow, and only. I think I, I, I read the statistics the other day. I, might, I think I talked about this in the podcast a little bit already, but you know, where only like two or three percent of podcasts um, have updated in the last ten days, um, we do all right to actually get out, get a podcast actually pushed out. You know, once yeah. a week most of the time. So we have committed. Uh, we have definitely committed. So yeah, it's 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 you know it's it's exciting. But today is not going to be. St- shockingly different than any other podcast so except, except let, for our guest who oh wait we don't have dylan's back in the country colby yes. no longer has covid <laughs> so and i'm all i've only here, been out of so. this country very few times and it's mostly been to canada but so i miss canada man i i don't think i took advantage of canada enough. i live <laughs> really close to it to yeah. canada and had a passport. I, I should have gone to Canada. More. I don't know. I had a um, we'd really, really weird time in Canada, so I don't know if I can say that. Oh man, I every t- I've been three times, and every time has just been just absolutely delightful. Maybe four times, but should have gone more. But then they closed the border. Blah, whatever. Anyway, we're going to talk about video games, what we've been playing. I assume you've not played anything, Dylan. You've probably been very busy. I did you, play you, something because I had a ten-hour flight to Germany oh, for a layover. Yeah. Nice. Um, oh, you flew to Germany and then home? We flew to Vancouver, then to Germany, and then to uh, Bergen, Norway. Ooh. And then on the way back, we flew from Helsinki to Germany to Seattle. That's not terrible. Um, That's not terrible. I guess... Yeah, it's actually... The flight wasn't as bad as I thought because you go so far north that yeah. it, it's less than 10 hours. So... yeah. We I, when we flew to England, I really thought you know they we got a we got a red eye, and I'm like it's gonna be fine. Like we we left at night, we'll get some sleep, you know, on the plane, and then you realize that like the first hour and a half of your flight is like getting up to altitude, and then they do like drink service and they serve you dinner, and then like they turn off the lights for like three hours and they turn it back on again as you start landing, and I'm like, well, that wasn't much. Sleep. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was the flying to Vancouver was a joke. You're literally in India. You flew to Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally a 25 minute flight. Like it's kind of yeah, it's kind of silly. When we we flew out of Vancouver too, and, and we drove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that oh yeah. Like. Well, at some point, our flight got originally we were like going to fly to Jersey and then to Frankfurt or whatever, but yeah. something changed. And then they, it was Air Canada to like Air Canada to Air Canada. Like, <laughs> so, like I don't know. It was it was interesting. What what matters, Dylan, is that you got there. And you I got I, back. I back. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. But I Love I did it. play Darkest Dungeon on the plane. Uh, Ooh, I'm excited to hear about that. Uh, it's a game I like tried to play once before, but I was like really, really tired, um, and I'm like, this isn't working. And I turned it off, no. and I didn't play it for a, 
a long time. Um, <laughs> but I was like, oh, I'm going to bring my Switch on the plane because we packed really light. Like, I had a single duffel bag for two weeks. Um, wow. I don't know if that was the right your choice. laundry and streams yeah, and stuff? Yeah, there was no laundry surface anywhere, really. <laughs> so, um, but, um, yeah, I had my Switch and my iPad. That was about it. Um, and, but I played Darkest Dungeon quite a bit and played it enough to actually kind of get, I don't know, the the fundamentals of the game, I guess, because it, sure. uh, I guess for those that don't know, it's like a kind of a rogue turn-based game um, because your, your characters will progress, but if your character dies, they're gone and you get yeah. a new character, right? Um, and you have like up to four characters with different classes um, and it's very gritty. It's a very like grim, dark style game um so don't expect your characters to live because they're gonna not only take like permanent injuries but they'll also um take stress points and then have psychological injuries too which you can cure but it's very expensive to do so um and time consuming and whatever but basically you go into the dungeons and you get treasure and and that's kind of the premise of the game um yeah rinse repeat yeah but it, it is pretty interesting and as far as like turn-based games and like i'm turn-based more in the sense of like there's four people on this side of the screen there's four people on this so it's kind of like that i guess final fantasy style yeah, JRPG kind yeah of which i generally don't really am not really that fond of however i think this is implemented better than pretty much any other game i've played like that um because not only does like the positions matter and things so if you have four characters they all have the front second third or fourth position and the enemies also have those positions but if like there's a super big enemy they'll actually take two positions up um and your certain attacks will only be able to attack certain positions right oh um, interesting and you also your characters can have like four abilities i think it's not right in front of me so i'm not quite sure um but you can select different abilities in their skill trees and stuff so you can actually make characters that are better from certain positions on your side and better at attacking certain positions on the enemy's side which is kind of cool but when you first play the game like that's a lot to kind of figure out right away. Yeah. So that's kind of like what you uh, learn a little bit um, as time progresses. Um, but um, I don't know. I, I guess this, the style of the game is ultimately kind of what drew me in in the first place. But um, yeah. I definitely, it plays pretty well on the Switch. I think it'd be a little easier to play on a PC uh, with mouse and mouse. keyboard. It's definitely designed um for that i think and just it would speed up um not that the interface is really bad on the switch it's just it's a little slower when you're joysticking around to select things yeah. when on a game that was obviously meant to be played with a, a mouse um but other than that um definitely recommend i don't have a whole lot because i don't didn't really get that far in the game i kind of played enough to like understand what was going on and like kind of unlock a couple little areas and kind of 
do that first little tier of the game that will ultimately get a lot harder. Um, but I wasn't able to upgrade too much of anything yet. So um, I definitely need to, to play it now that I'm back um, in my home and not on an airplane. But um, mostly I've just been napping for a couple of days. So I think it's yeah, going to remain that-, that way for a few more. So. That jet lag is rough. <laughs> it's real, man. I'm waking That's up good. very early still. Like I haven't slept past like five in the morning. So That's funny. Good, good. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad you had a good time in uh, the the faraway land of Europe. And uh, I'm glad you played Darkest Dungeon. That game looks cool. It's probably a game you could probably pick up pretty cheap these days, too. I that think it goes on good ago. sale. Like yeah. it, it is kind of spendy if it's not on sale, but... Um, I know when I bought it, it was on a really good sale. Yeah. So that's... I've almost, almost pulled that trigger yeah. so many times, but I know that it's a game that I'm absolutely not going to like. Yeah. Like, I love the concept of it, but I know I'll, I will not like that game. So I don't know. How about you, Cole? What have you been playing? Video games. Ooh, I love those. Darkest Dungeon on Game Pass? Mm, that's possible. I don't think I so. I swear that it, it was. I'm trying to look that up now. It was. Um, I think I would have tried it. Yeah, it was. I, as far as I know, it was. It might still be. Huh. Interesting. So I recognize. Oh yeah, that. no, it, it definitely was on Game Pass at some point. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Way to go, Cliff. I think I remember oh, it was on Game Pass, but I really wanted it on Switch, so I just bought it on Switch when it was on sale. Yeah, but. it looks like it left June fifteenth. So. <laughs> oh well. How unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, I have been playing more Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Um, nice. I think fifty-four hours in. Dang. Um, so I, I, the Wildlands, I believe I put hundred and twenty hours into it. So you know, uh, I'm about you know on on uh, on that trajectory. So I've <laughs> uh, been playing that. I uh, beat Chasm. Which nice. is really good. Um, yeah, I might have to try that one. It is a very good Metroidvania. Um, about my only complaint with it is that sometimes it can get a little like, what am I supposed to do next? Like, yeah. there's a lot of like, okay, I know that there's something here, but I don't exactly know how to get it. And when am I going to find the thing that allows me to get it? Um, and a lot of times, once I found the thing that allows me to get that, I'm like, oh, it's a weapon that's way worse than what I have. So, <laughs> um, but it's it's real good. I, I very much enjoyed it. It's like 12-ish hours long. Nice. Um, that's like a and, great length, too. Yeah. And then I started uh, playing Chinatown Detective Agency. Nice. Um, haven't put a lot of time into that, but so far it's it's interesting. Um, you're like a, you know, detective in like kind of a uh, dystopian future, uh, not Shanghai, Singapore, and uh, you know you take on different clients and stuff. And like it's it's one of those games that at the first are like this is interesting because you'll use the internet to uh, <laughs> solve like problems i'm like oh okay and so i spent like a good i don't know 30 minutes trying to figure out how i use the internet in the game only to realize <laughs> they meant like oh no no use your phone um i'm like oh okay um <laughs> and that is interesting but i will say that 
the one, like, I don't know, complaint is the right word, but like one thing I found is that when I'm looking for clues on the internet about the, I don't know, first thing that comes up is like, oh, are you playing Chinatown Detective Agency? Here's like a walkthrough. I'm like, well, it's, it's not really, it's not really how the internet in this game is supposed to work. <laughs> but, like there was one, you're like trying to find like some stamps and, you know, they're like, oh, here's part of the, you know, this thing. And. Uh, you know, figure it out based off that, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I put that in the thing. It's like, oh yeah, no, it's it's in uh, it's in Athens. I'm like, cool. So <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know how they didn't realize that was what's right. going to happen. But yeah. dang uh, SEO. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can I use a worse search engine? Like, is, just use Bing. Is, is like, <laughs> oh, I do. I need one worse than Bing Cliff. Yahoo. Ask like, Jeeves. Is, is web crawler <laughs> still uh... Jeeves. Alta Vista? <laughs> hey Jeeves, can you help me find this uh, stamp? <laughs> yeah, I. But, uh, it's it's interesting. I have very much wanted to play that game. I actually started it. And I was like, oh, this concept's so cool because it's got kind of like a "Where in the World Is Carmen Sandiego" vibe to mm-hmm. it too. Um, and I. <sighs> I, I really want to play it, but it really struck me as a game that would be really fun to play with other people. Like, yeah. you know, you know, you have multiple people like looking for solutions while you kind of navigate through the game. And that will just be multiple people looking at like the same walkthrough. <laughs> well, well, like that's okay though, right? Just like maybe just do it and then scroll down and go to like the 15th page of Google and see. <laughs> that's, that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Well, like, like, I, it is a bummer, but also like, I mean, what 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 were you expecting? That's how the internet yeah. works. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How search engine optimization has worked for I don't Ever. know twenty years. Like, yeah, so. yeah. Well, you know, it'll be all right. Yeah. Um, what else have you been playing, Cole? That's it. That's it. All right. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing Garden Story still. Um, is it game's weird like because when i'm playing it i'm like this game is enjoyable but i like get kind of like it's weird because i'm like i'm having fun playing this game and i think it's it's fun to play but then i'm i like will be actively playing i'm like i'm kind of bored it's it's really weird like it just doesn't it's 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 a game that that plays in day pieces so like you know each each day is a a complete cycle and that your save happens at the end and I'm like almost to the point where like maybe I'll just play a day, uh, a, you know, like a day in a day and then just play another day tomorrow because that would actually be getting more done than what I'm doing now where I log in on like Saturday and play for like, you know, two days and go like, oh, I could be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> I, but it's like, but it's, but, but oftentimes I'll hit games like that and it's because I'm not enjoying the game. Like current story's fun. Like I yeah. find it interesting. I'm just like, I don't know. Like, maybe maybe i'm not having as much fun as i think so i don't know um played a little more as dust falls i'm halfway through that game it's it's interesting because it actually like rolls credits halfway through the game there's there's four like i guess chapters and it rolls credits at the end of two um because like you've completed the first part of it i guess um so i don't don't know Uh, i'm gonna try and knock out three and four this week um it's one of those games where each like chapter, I guess, probably takes like I guess like an hour and a half, and it seems kind of weird to stop in the middle of one. Um, like, there's no reason. Like, you absolutely can stop, um, but it, 
it seems kind of like that, that feels kind of like stopping in the middle of a movie, which, um, which I also do sometimes, but like, I prefer to watch an entire movie all the way through, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems weird to, to stop, but yeah, both of them are fun. Um, I, I think maybe, maybe I'm having fun. I'm not, I'm not even sure anymore. So, um, we're mildly out of order. So I'm going to tell you now what, um, the news is going to be about. Um, we'll, we'll talk about some other stuff and then we'll talk about news. Uh, the Xbox blizzard Activision murder, murder. <laughs> That's different. That is a very different story. Merger mergers and acquisitions um is having a a few problems over in the uk which i think it is so i don't understand why all these other countries get to comment on we should invade them right i mean (laughs) it seems like a good good reason uh i was reading about the uk i was reading some like newspapers from like the late 1800s in, in the uk and they're like london at war i'm like with who in 1899 <laughs> and i'm like oh they're not at war exactly they're just invading another country <laughs> they're they're colonizing yeah it was just it was just us invading south africa this time because yeah. it turns out they have gold but you know it, it took a two-year war for they were at war know. with the congo uh huh. It was it was the Bauer War, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, two years they killed a bunch of people and then they got a bunch of gold. So I guess everybody wins except South Africa. Bowers. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that that's not going great for for the Xbox right now. We'll see kind of what that is. Uh, Arcane, um, which if you haven't seen it, man, come to Netflix and watch Arcane. It is very good. It's like a league of legends tv show which sounds weird but it's real good uh won an emmy which is kind of interesting uh colby do you have a million dollars uh yeah oh good well then we've got something you can spend that on uh the game pass friends and family is it every single uh variant of uh consoles (sighs) thanks for just like i just wanted to point out i don't read the things that is true (laughs) that is true Yes, it is. Uh, Game Pass Friends and Family Plan looks pretty good. It's not in the United States yet, but it's coming soon. There's some kind of interesting twists in that, too, that are are, uh, maybe a little bit different than what I expected. Uh, Randy Pitchford. He's doing Randy Pitchford things again. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not saying it's not magic. Uh, Callisto Protocol director appears to really, really like Crunch, which is great. <laughs> um, did you know that the the head of Game Boss or uh, Xbox Game Studios is named Matt Booty? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't know that, but I did not know that. He he said booty, some things booty, about booty, a- booty, booty everywhere. <laughs> right? Actually, I used to, used to work with a guy named Jeff Booty. I wonder if they're related. Um, uh, he said some things about. AI that people are really like getting him kind of down on. And I don't like, well, we'll talk about it. I I don't know if it's as bad as people are saying. Uh, Arcane apparently was forced to use the prey name and they really didn't like that. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk about that. And Halo Infinite, like it's not, it's not going great for Halo Infinite right now. Um, Talk about that. Got a a, a very small amount of questions this week for, for our 300, 
episode, we should have solicited more questions, but it was holiday weekend. People got busy. It's fine. Got some cheap free games, a bunch of stuff on Game Pass, a bunch of stuff on PlayStation Plus. And then uh, we're going to talk about Girls at Code, uh, Girls Who Code, and Retheon, two of my, my favorite um, things. You know, I'm a big fan of girls in STEM and Sidewinder missiles. Um, you wouldn't think those things would be related, but they are. Uh, we've already talked about what we've played. That was fun. Uh, so now I'm going to talk about Patreon. Uh, I, I have been threatening to redo Patreon for, I don't know, a hundred episodes, maybe. Um, it took a shockingly short amount of time to do if I just sat down and done it. It's like one of those things where like, man, I've been saying I'm going to do that for like a year and I sat down and did it in like 20 minutes. So eh, what it is now. Anyway, we've got a one, three, 10 and $110 tier now. Um, one, three and 10 Dylan's eyes just got real big. Uh, one, three and uh, 10 stayed pretty much the same. The only big advantage you'll get now is if you are a producer, you can come watch us do, uh, this podcast live every week. So there will be a link you can go to and you can see Colby's very cool bear hat, um, live just by grabbing a link out of our discord. Uh, if, uh, if you know, we only have four slots, um, and currently that's good because we only have four Patreon uh, at, at level ten. I did a little bit of actually updating of my my show notes as well. Uh, but if you know, if, if someone can't show up and, and watch it, we'll we'll sh- throw that out to the rest of the patrons as well. So if you're a patron, there's a pretty good chance you could come and watch us record live if that is your thing. Happens at about six uh, thirty ish Eastern time on Tuesdays. So if if you want to come watch us do this, you can do so. Uh, the hundred and ten dollar tier is actually a sponsorship opportunity. If you want to donate one hundred and ten dollars, uh, or if you want to donate one hundred dollars directly to Extra Life, or one hundred and ten dollars through Patreon, we'll uh, we'll we'll throw an advertisement up on this this podcast, and uh, we'll donate all that money to Extra Life. So I guess if For you anything, no, <laughs> and no, Colby, you cannot buy one. <laughs> Colby is for getting forbidden to buy one. If Colby tries to give you money to buy one, you're not allowed to do that. I tried to price it just out of range of where Colby wouldn't do it as a joke. Um, did I hit that price point call? I'm poor as hell. Like, yeah. If it was like 15 bucks. I'm like, oh, I'm out. <laughs> that was my goal. So if you have something that you would like a bunch of other nerds to hear about, uh, you can, you can go spend uh, $110 on our Patreon or you can go to bitemepodcast.com. Extra life goes to hundred dollars donation and we will run your ad, uh, on this podcast for a month. So, you know, conditions apply, so on and so forth. Email me at bite me, bite me at bite me podcast.com for the deets, or you can just go out to uh, bite me podcast.com slash Patreon. No, that's not right. That's not even an address. I don't, I don't even know what I said. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and get the deets there as well. But $10 producer level patrons. If we I love give you. you $10. Will you never call it deets again? Did I say deets? Yes, I think twice. Ugh, I hate that. I hate that a lot. Details. That's what I'm saying. Details. I, I don't know where that came from, Cole. I apologize. Will you, will you accept my apology? I'll think about it. Thanks, man. Ah, patrons, thank you to our producers. You are fantastic. Keep the lights on. Uh, big shout out to Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous. You know who you are. And Rich Deacon. Um there's four of you. There's four slots. You could be watching this podcast right now. It's in the Discord. Like, you just have to go out and click on it. Anyway, thank you 
for uh, all our patrons again go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast to join or i guess also if you want to unsubscribe that's also where you go but don't do that one that's a terrible thing uh extra life that's a good thing. Go to bitemepodcast.com slash extra life to join our team. I was going to do our, our first Patreon, or I'm sorry, our, our, our first like extra life stream this weekend. I'm actually pushing it out to the 18th um, because I'm going to have two dogs in my house probably barking at each other. And that seemed like it would be a terrible, terrible live stream. Uh, just eight hours of like two dogs barking at each other in a really big echoey house. So uh live stream is now the 18th i believe that's correct let's see uh yeah oh no it's probably oh man probably the 17th i can't do math so i'll I'll make sure everyone knows about it but probably from say like eight to four on uh the 17th of september you can come watch me die repeatedly playing elden ring as uh, die repeat and exactly as a uh, kickoff to our extra life fundraiser. Um, I believe our goal is $5,000 this year. So get a little, get a little bit going, going there. All right, Dylan, it's been so long. I need you to help me here. I'm not sure what's wrong with Dylan's microphone, but something is very wrong with Dylan's microphone, but he did say news. Do you want to try again, Dylan? See if that works. Something something went very wrong. Dylan sounds like he's in mono and at the end of a hallway. He'll work that out. I'll talk about news. All right. Dylan's back. His microphone doesn't sound like garbage. Dylan, say news. News. See? That's yeah. a full-on Dylan there. Look at uh, that. It's all Dylan all the time. All right. UK Watchdog wants a in-depth investigation into the Xbox Activision acquisition. Um, apparently, the UK competition and markets authority uh has recommended they do an in-depth investigation into xboxes well, we they want to know what xbox's intentions are probably make video games, games would be probably um if i had to guess yeah well they say it could harm rivals including recent and future entrants into gaming by refusing them access to activision blizzard games or providing access on much worse terms it added that Microsoft could leverage Activision Blizzard's game together with Microsoft Strength across console, cloud, and PC operating systems to damage competition in the nascent market for cloud gaming services. Um, they're recommending that they uh, they just had a, a like a the first phase of the investigation, um, and they're recommending a second phase, which would be like a, a lot more in depth. Um, Microsoft's trying to convince them not to do that by saying, no, 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 we promise they can have Call of Duty. It'll be fine. We'll give them Diablo 2. It's just all coming to Game Pass. It'll be fine. Um, I I think it's very interesting that people are talking about this like Microsoft hasn't been essentially the number two platform, number three Uh platform for (laughs) years and years and years and years. they, They talk about this like... Microsoft is just like owning video games right now when in fact like even in a console generation where they're doing very very well I think they've sold like half the Xboxes on the PlayStation 5 so I don't know I guess it probably gives them an advantage but they seem to have been pretty you know up on front street about them getting to get all these games they'll just give them away to free to everyone on, on Game Pass so I don't I don't I don't know it, it seems 
I understand that I am blinded by wanting to be able to play Diablo 4 in Game Pass and not have to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems like it'll be fine. I think it'll be fine, right? Am I am I wrong? I think seems it's like going to be, be fine. fine. I mean, there's already like four movie companies that own every bit of Yeah, I was going to say, well, how did England feel yeah. about Disney? Like, <laughs> Right? I mean... Like, have you ever? I, when I took my business classes, uh, we get my, it, Cliff. You went to college. <laughs> You're a big brain now. Dylan, Dylan went like graduated like twenty years. I know, before way, I, did. I know, I way more years on <laughs> way more years. Um, but like, I, I wish I could remember what they call it. Dylan, like, everyone talks about base. So, yeah. <laughs> that's what I do. I'm all the time like, oh, Colby, I'm so smart. Oh. My degree is framed. It's right over there. I can see it from here. Um, <laughs> it's right inside my front door for some reason. I've got, I've got a lot of Star Wars stuff on my wall. That's probably got, a better investment call. I'll be honest. I've got, I've got the guy who uh, was the guy inside the Muppet, you know, thing for Cabe in Star Wars, a signed picture of him. So, That's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Um, no, but uh, you know, they talked. There was there was a, a class where we talked about like the different kind of of like you know things that. You know, like you, you think about monopolies a lot where a a company, you know, is literally the only game in town. Um, but one thing you don't talk a lot is is this other thing. And I wish I could remember what it's actually called, but it's when like 85% of all of the uh, – Colby's holding up his signed poster now. Like it's pretty great. It is, it is very cool, Cole. Um, but when like 85% of – um, an industry is dominated by like four or five major companies. And you're like, like cereal, like try and buy cereal that isn't owned by like general mills or try to buy, uh, yeah. Uh, like laundry detergent or anything yeah. that isn't made by P and G soda. You know, yeah. I mean like, like have you ever seen that those big sh- things where it shows like what Nabisco owns, uh-huh. like it's everything, yeah. you know? So like it's not good. Like I'm not I'm not under any my favorite delusion. My favorite um like game is trying to figure out which companies um benefited from like like Nazis. That's my new favorite game. <laughs> hey guys, Doc Martens. <laughs> yeah, Doc Martens is one of those. Whoops. Uh <laughs> he wasn't a good doctor, he was a very, very <laughs> bad doctor. Um but you know, like I I I can't I just can't get all that upset about Microsoft owning Activision when there's literally no competition anywhere else either. And like I like I said, it's not a good thing. It's a terrible thing. But like this is the form of government and form of economy that we've chosen. So I guess we have to just live with it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, if they buy Activision, Cliff, a small startup can't, you know, like come in and buy Activision? <laughs> buy Activision. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the thing is, is like, they're like, won't you think of poor Sony? And I'm like, oh, yes, that, that, that little teeny, like, struggling, I mean, struggling. The little yes. company who couldn't. They like, they're probably one of the biggest companies in Japan. They make a million things. Like, I don't know. I just, I have a, I, I just have a hard time thinking, like, won't someone think of Sony? Whatever. All right. Uh, next up, uh, I've seen Arcane. Dylan, you've seen Arcane, right? I have. 
good show. I've actually watched it twice now, I think. Um, if you have not watched it, uh, like I said, it's on it's on Netflix. It's very, very, very good. Um, it is the uh, the first streaming series to win an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. Um, it also won three other Emmys, and it's also based off a video game. Like, Arcane is probably the best, like, we loosely based this show off of a video game um and castlevania would like to have some words oh man castlevania is sure good too that is actually really true cole castlevania is very good um both of them are just terrific though like if you haven't seen arcane um i was initially a little soft on it because the animation's a little it has a style it has a style it really does and it took me like probably two episodes to kind of get into that style and then i was like oh no this show's gorgeous and then i went back and watched the first couple of episodes again um and that style is great so if you haven't if you haven't watched arcane go do it it's on netflix but uh just one for me so that's a, a pretty big deal as well um it's nice that eventually some video game makes a, a good show that's that's great uh colby your million dollars are you investing it in every single console ever made no i'm i'm buying uh uh bitcoin NFTs. yeah that's that's actually the the right way to do it um so i have some lost dude in- a lot of money <laughs> so many uh, apes. Some, so many apes, so many apes. <laughs> Did you see, like, I did not watch the MTV Music Awards because that, I've not been in the demographic for that show. <laughs> I don't know, Maybe, I'm assuming ever. you're going to talk about Eminem and uh, uh, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, which <laughs> is firmly your demographic. Eminem and Snoop Dogg, yeah, that is true. That is actually true. Um, I would say more your demographic than, say, like, Dylan's. Yeah, that is true. I don't that's fine yeah that's fair anyway they did some really stupid thing with apes at the mtv music awards and colby is probably a frontline investor in that would be my guess uh if you would like to be slightly smarter with your money there's a dude in france uh selling 2400 different consoles uh from like the the you know hey this is a xbox to this is a halo xbox like he has just all these different variations he has every Uh, single variation apparently pretty close yeah so the buy it now price is a million dollars a million euros but euros and dollars are pretty one-to-one right now um it's a lot of like could you imagine like the space you would need for here's here's the thing doesn't it seem like that's kind of (sighs) cheap like when you consider every single variation including rare variations yeah there that there are not a lot of and it's 2400 consoles a million bucks seems like not a lot yeah like i expected it to be like you know 3 to 5 yeah no that that is actually fair i, I the buy it now price is a million so the auction may actually go higher i guess um it shouldn't because if you're smart. Well, but I think works. as soon as someone bids on it, the buy it now goes away. So um, I don't know. Like it's it's weird to me also that it's just being sold on eBay. <laughs> like you yeah. would think that – like I'm not going to say like Christie's is going to want to get in on that. But like you'd think that it wouldn't be It would go through eBay. some sort of auction site that, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, you're – pro- 
Sotheby's. You're probably right. Like, I mean, that is actually probably a, I wonder where that divides out to. So let me, let me open my calculator real quick. So 1 million divided by 24,000. 2,400. 2,400. Sorry. That's, I mean, like all things considered, that's actually a pretty good deal. That's $416 per console. Like there are some of those consoles that cost more than that. When you think about it. Yeah. Like that's, I, there are several consoles that cost more than that currently. Currently, yeah. Shoot, maybe I should buy it, Cole. Yeah, I would. <laughs> it's a good deal. You're not going to get a better deal. I wonder what shipping from France it, would it be on 2,400 be consoles. It better be free. I uh, I think the thing is, is like I would have such a hard time. Like they're gorgeous. They're all in box. Like, but I would not be able to keep them in their boxes. I'd want to play with them and stuff. Like, is that is that bad? Yeah, you got to make sure they all work. I have to test all 2,400 of them. And then I've got to get all the games for all of them, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to have to have a house just for my consoles. (laughs) I don't have room. I barely have room for like the three consoles I own now, let alone an additional 2,400. So I don't know. It's, it's, I'd be interested to see what he actually paid for and why he's selling it now i mean besides i would think that you actually i mean when you think about that it's 416 bucks that if someone buys it for a million you're losing money yeah i've got a thing because i mean one you've also got to figure like storage and stuff like that you're probably paying for like i would think that you would be losing money at a million dollars yeah yeah i don't know it's interesting it's super interesting. So we'll see. We'll keep an eye on that. Let you know what it sells and how much it sells for. Uh, multiple Game Pass, uh, like the the Game Pass Friends and Family Plan, actually seems like a pretty good deal. Um, based on, so currently it's running in Colombia and Ireland, which are two very weird countries Yeah, to, to try this out in. Um, but the cool part about it is they are literally calling it uh, Game Pass friends and family. So this is not like my Hulu account that has a, a oddly named person named Fifi McColby um, or Colby McFifi. It could be anyone. It's Fifi McColby, um, I think. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know. It's, you would not know. It's not me. Um, but uh, it's it's not like that. This is literally. Uh, it is to some degree encouraged. Uh, for you to spread this among your friends and family. So like literally, I think it's up just to like five COVID. people. Say again? Just like COVID. Like COVID. <laughs> it's up to five people and up to, I think, 15 uh, like profiles. Or maybe it was maybe it was only 10 profiles. But uh, like literally like me and my kid and Colby and my dad and Dylan could all share this. <laughs> um, it's going to probably be roughly 25 bucks a month like if you if you kind of do the the conversion from i don't know whatever the money in ireland is to us dollars it's about 22 dollars. but my guess is that it'll probably just be a nice use lucky charms lucky charms i just figured it was all just gold there like it was just all little teeny doubloons i have a friend that lives there and she would be very offended by that um but i'll ask anyway uh but like it's a pretty good deal. Um, like the only real uh, thing that they're limiting you on is you all have to live in the same region. So like in for this, we would all have to live in the like North America region uh, to share it. But it, it, my friends in Australia, yeah, yeah. So you can't share it with folks like overseas. Um, 
but assuming this art like you know comes out and has that that same kind of thing it's a pretty good deal um you know it it would be it would be pretty cool to be able to just share that with you know essentially your entire family pretty easily and it really does take into consideration that like my kids away at college or my you know my dad lives somewhere else or really what i'm trying to talk dad into call is he can just buy it and we can all use it that that yeah. really makes the most yeah. sense for me <laughs> like his netflix um, yeah <laughs> no i have my own netflix too call i'm not a moocher like you thiefy mccolby it is you isn't it no <sighs> anyway uh, looks like a good deal. Um, they do not announce a time frame for that coming to the United States, but hopefully it will be soon. Um, Colby, Yo. would you wear Randy Pitchford's shirt if he gave it to you? Like if, if for some reason you just like woke up tomorrow. Like, I honestly don't know. Like I, in my head, Randy Pitchford is in fact, um, uh, John McAfee. I don't know why. Um, I don't know <laughs> well, what Randy I'm, Pitchford looks like. I, just in my head. I just always picture John McAfee. He's he's like John McAfee, but like instead of having like a AR-15, he has like some of those rings that you can like pull apart, but there's no break in them, I think. Like that that to me is like I always picture so, him just doing like sleight of hand magic just all the time. Um I don't know why, but I picture his shirt being very sweaty and made of like rayon. <laughs> have you have you seen his shirts? No. Uh, and again, in this- all I know is that in my head he is John. So McCabe. I just pasted it in in the show notes the the picture of it. Do you, do you want to just like describe your overall feeling when looking at this? So it's six, it. it's six pictures of of uh, yeah of of oh, his those gotta be those have to be really expensive with those designs. Yeah, right. There's yeah. a lot of design going on. How would you describe his? His fashion sense. Um, so uh, the one in the back looks like a Jackson Pollock painting. I, uh, I I think I can say that it looks like it is from. Um, oh, what is the name? Uh, Dan. Uh, crap. Try to think of it. The, the, it is from I think you should leave the, uh, the, the <laughs> yeah 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 Dan I Flash don't know. yeah yeah Dan I Flash. mean they, they are the ugliest shirts I've ever seen like yeah, I mean they're, they're not and good. and you you know I that they I had not, that first one in like ninth grade I got it from a thrift store but I think that's the problem is is they look like thrift shop shirts uh-huh. but you know that each one but of these shirts probably ironically. cost three hundred dollars you know <laughs> like he bought this at a boutique somewhere there's only four of them made and they are just hideous yeah, um, not great but but apparently like so randy pitchford was like i'm gonna auction off some of my shirts <laughs> I'm going to auction them off for $400.47 each. Um, they've all already been worn by Randy Pitchford. So he's oh. done <laughs> things in those. This is not like a, a game-like worn shirt from a soccer player. I don't want <laughs> Randy Pitchford's like jerseys. <laughs> I mean, also, I think you have to remember that, that it is widely rumored. Like, I, this is a rumor that, like, allegedly, he has, allegedly has, like, uh, how shoot, what is, 
like eyes wide shut parties at his house. So like you never know what Randy Pitchford has done in that shirt. That's all I'm saying. Um, but he's like, I'm going to auction him off for charity. And people were like, cool. What charity is like, uh, Randy Pitchford foundation for Randy Pitchford developer scholarships. (coughs) Uh, Apparently, it is going to be the ESA Foundation, but they did not say that initially. It was just scholarships. There are apparently a bunch of these up for sale, and people are actually bidding on them, which is terrifying. Why? <laughs> I I cannot. I mean, I mean, I have known one person that wears shirts like those. So, if I know one, was it Randy Pitchford? No. I think the thing is, is like, there's two problems here. Like one problem is the shirts are ugly. But the second problem is I just don't want to wear Randy Pitchford's shirt. He's like, <laughs> I'm watching that immediately. Oh, I'm what? So <clears throat> Brooke thinks we're going to like put this shirt in a shadow box. Yeah. And it's going to be like what I passed down to Carter. <laughs> it, it's just like right as you enter the door, they're like, so what's, what's the deal with the shirt? That? Like, oh, it's Randy Pitchford's. And they're like, and Who? he is. It'll it'll be actually very similar to like when you, you know, like I do know people that have like, you know, the jerseys on their wall. It'll be just oh, like that, yeah. but for nerds. <laughs> like, what are those? Well, let me tell you. $400 for one of Randy Pitchford shirts. I, you know, I will say like if I did buy this and, and you know, it was my heirloom now, it would be actually slightly less weird than the heirloom that gets passed down to me, which is a very large lock of one of my relatives hair. Hair. Yeah. Super excited yeah. about the hair that gets passed down to me. Um, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Maybe I can get, uh, maybe I could pull DNA off of it and uh, Ooh, clone him. Clone him. <laughs> I think it's a her, but sure, whatever. Oh, no, I was talking about Randy Pitchford, sweat. Oh, my God, we could clone Randy Pitchford. Mm, oh. That's exactly what we need. I would like to remind everyone that, like, back in the very first of the pandemic, when it was, like, a thing to get, like, virtual backgrounds for your, uh, like, you know, Zoom calls, Randy Pitchford released one of, like, his office, and it was a completely empty room. Um, like where everything was beige except for one of those like balls you like put your hands on and like electricity shoots to them. Like they yeah. have it like the planetarium <laughs> or so. Spencer's. Or, well, except it was big, Dylan. It was like, oh, okay. like eighteen inches across. It was like a. It was a. Well, it that's the, weird, right? <laughs> and it was sitting on the floor. I'm like, why? I don't know. We can talk about Randy Pitchford all day, but just remember, he loves magic I, and. I just enjoy the first thing that happens when you put in Randy Pitchford's name into the thing. The first thing that pops up is controversy. Always good. Never forget that Randy Pitchford is the guy who lost a flash drive at a medieval times that contained both things about Gearbox and also a porno with a girl who he thought might be doing something magic. And it was absolutely not magic. So what I picture Randy Pitchford to look like. I think he's I think he's literally Will Arnett's character in Arrested oh. Development. <laughs> uh, it's not a trick, it's an illusion. 
All right. That's enough Randy Pitchford. Uh, the Callisto Protocol, which looks um, – we talked about this like two or three weeks ago. It looks very good, but like just so gory. Like I, I just can't – like I'm not – I'm not squeamish around gore, really, but man, it's it's a lot. Uh, so they talked to the director Glenn Schofield, and uh, he uh, he posted this this delightful little bit about working at uh, his company. We're working six to seven days a week. Nobody's forcing us. Exhaustion, tired, COVID, but we're working. <laughs> Bud, bugs, glitches, perf fixes, one last pass-through audio, 12 to 15 hour days. This is gaming, hard work, lunch, dinner, working. You do it because you love it. Like First of all, that military? is gibberish. <laughs> um but he's like, like it's not, it's we're not forcing anyone to crunch. We've just created a culture where crunch is the only acceptable way to uh, stay employed at our company and uh, to get our game done. <laughs> so he has since come back and said, anyone who knows how passionate I am about the people I work. <laughs> That's not a sentence. Anyone who knows me knows how passionate I am about the people I work with. E Earlier I tweeted how proud I was of the effort and hours the team was putting in. That was wrong. <laughs> we passion, we value passion and creativity, not long hours. I'm sorry to the team for coming across like this. And that is the most just like, why did you come on Twitter and just lie a second time, dude? Because... That's not true. You value people who will come in and work 12 to 15 hour days and not complain about it. Um, like, I don't know about, like, have you guys ever worked like a month of 15 hour days? You, you know, it's like the, I, I, I've done. So like the longest I've ever worked, I, I've done two like kind of rough patches. One where I worked a five days of 20 one hour days, um, like 25, 21 hour days in a row. And then I did uh, like five weeks where I worked like 425 hours in, in five weeks. And like your brain, I like I started hallucinating. I'd be driving home and hallucinating. <laughs> like crunch does not, it does not make good things. I promise you like those developers, the, the, the second seven hours they are at work, they're just producing garbage. <laughs> like I guarantee you, especially if they've been doing it for any amount of time, like the amount of bugs that they are creating as developers are far outweigh the <laughs> added time they're spending at their desks. Like I, I've done it and I guarantee you that, that is just bad. Don't, don't do that. Like, I mean, sometimes, you know, every once in a while you will have to work a little more. Sure. Like I, I accept that. Um, except if you're Colby, Colby's got, Colby has literally the best job in the world. Like there, there are downsides to it, but man, the upsides are pretty great. Um, but man, like 12 to 15 hour days for any amount of time, like your brain turns to mush. Like you've literally physically and mentally are damaging yourself. It's not good. So, Boo to Glenn Schofield at the Callisto Protocol. Uh, okay, so this one's interesting. So Matt Booty, which... <laughs> booty, 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 booty everywhere. Again, such a bad name. Uh, at PAX, PAX was this weekend. I kind of I miss it. It says, 
if if you're working on a movie and you come in and say, hey, this ending, let's tighten this up, let's edit this, let's cut that scene, it usually doesn't break anything at the beginning of the movie. I like how the answer was usually. Like sometimes, like you, I know we made some cuts at the end and the front just broke. We don't know why. But in a game, you can be ready to ship and a designer's like, I've got this one little feature and I'm going to change the color on this one thing and then somehow it blows up something and now the first 10 minutes of the game doesn't play. So that testing aspect, every single time anything new goes into a big game, the whole game has to be tested front to back and side to side. He says his dream is to see AI testers become a reality, adding there's a lot going on with AI and machine learning right now and people using AI to generate all these images which is such a weird aside, but whatever. What I always say when I bump into the AI folks is help me figure out how to use an AI bot to go test a game because I would love to be able to start up 10,000 10, instances of a game in the cloud. So there's 10,000 copies of the game running, deploy an AI bot to spend all night testing the game and in the morning we get a report because that would be transformational. <clears throat> and he said that and people kind of blew up because like obviously QA is a very like they they really do not get the respect they deserve um a lot of the labor issues we've been seeing lately have been around qa departments qa generally makes far less and gets treated far worse they're way more likely to be contractors than any other position within a game studio and so i understand why people are upset but at the same time like what he's describing exists and like as a, as a non-video game developer, we do stuff like that all the time where we automate tests so that we can make sure that changes we introduce later don't break things. Like he's not saying anything that isn't kind of a standard development process. He just wants it to be more robust. And so I was kind of like, I don't know, what do you guys think? Do you think that's like a big slap to QA face or is that just like how technology works now? You know, it like, it I mean, really felt like a next step to me. Seems like there will probably still be QA, right? <laughs> I mean, so it, it's it's kind of like the you know like well if you get you know the the self checkouts like all of a sudden there's going to be no cashiers. I'm like, yeah, no, there is. Like, there's always they have to have someone watching the self checkouts. And that's uh, what I've actually heard is and and this to me seems like kind of a thing is like you're, someone's got to write the AI for those bots. Someone's got to yeah. write the tests for that. You know, that's that's been my experience is when you start automated testing, you actually end up hiring way more senior testers because they have to be smart enough to program an AI bot. Like it's not, you don't, don't just like throw a game at an AI and it goes like, I don't know, I'll just play it, I guess. Like you have to really, you know, to me that's actually making more senior QA testers and less, I mean, I, I think the thing is, is there, does anyone really want to be the QA tester whose job it is to, you know, in a in a racing car game to drive around the entire track over and over and over again to make sure there's no holes you can drive through in the, you know, the stands. Like, no one wants to do that, but that's literally somebody's job. You could get an AI to do that, and I don't think anyone would care. Um, there's always going to be jobs for that, but, I mean, that's what I've heard about self-checkout is that it doesn't actually mean they employ less checkers it usually means that they employ they just have more stands open like you go from having yeah. three check stands open to having seven check stands open and it, it employs essentially the same number when of people i worked at winco they replaced <coughs> two check stands with four self-checkouts mm -hmm. or no, six self-checkouts um but there had to be one person always at the thing 
at yeah. self-checkout. Generally, there was never two people at those two check stands that they took yeah. out. There was, there was generally one at the last one. Yeah. But, like, they just have check stands in case they need, like, you know, Thanksgiving to have yeah. them all open. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, no. Like, self-checkouts without someone there don't work because, I mean, one, people just steal shit, but two, like, those things... <laughs> are finicky and yeah you know, someone has to be there to put in you know stuff yeah plus old people don't know how to work them so. no but i mean i think that's the same thing as every time i see um you know like like mobile ordering is i think something that probably has to some degree affected the front side of a mcdonald's or something but there's still a guy to that has to be there if i don't mobile order you know yeah. um, they're not forcing me to mobile order it just seems to make everything a little bit easier and that's that's how i see something like this is it just makes makes the process a little bit easier and like do you maybe lose like the very bottom tier of your QA testers like potentially yeah and that's kind of a bummer because it is kind of a often like a leapfrog um step you know where you can get in at being a pretty unskilled QA tester um and then advance within a company so it's a bummer to lose those positions but like i said it seems to me like what they will do is actually create a bunch of more senior positions um, for people that, uh, you know, the AI is, aren't, aren't going to be programmed by them, but they're going to be told what to do by them. So I, I don't know. It seemed like a, one of those like very knee jerk reactions that, uh, ignored the fact that what they're talking about kind of already exists and has existed for in some ways anyway, for 15 years, 20 years. So it's not, you know, not straight AI, but automated testing is absolutely a thing. And I guarantee you it's something they do. In video games so i, I don't yeah. just didn't seem like it was that big of a deal <laughs> uh rafael colantonio who is the director of uh prey 2016 2017 so if, if you guys remember this this is kind of a weird deal uh there was a game called prey that came out i want to say in like 2011 2012 um kind of an interesting game six 2006 was that was it that early yeah, yeah it, was, it was a 360 game so oh, you're right 2006 it was a first person shooter um that uh like had a lot of like native american influences in it um it was kind of interesting i never actually played it but uh i enjoyed it yeah dylan enjoyed it see I, i've heard it's, it's really good um and then like this this other game came around and they're like we're just we already own uh the name prey and so we're just going to use it again even though it's for a completely different kind of game uh and they they interviewed uh rafael colantonio uh about it and he said calling prey prey that was very hurtful to me i did not want to call this game prey and i had to say i wanted to anyway in front of journalists like that's the worst part is not wanting to do it and then they're like you're gonna do it and you like it uh, he says there's a bit of the artistic the creative side that is insulted when you tell the artist you know your game it's going to be called prey <laughs> and you go like i don't think it should be i think it's a mistake um he said it was a kick in the face too, to the original makers of Prey. I wanted to apologize to them many, many times. I really didn't have a chance because I didn't know uh, those people at all. It was never our intention to steal their IP and make it ours. It's gross, and that's not what I wanted to do. Um, it's it's a, just an interesting look inside like the world of that. And, and I, I remember hearing about this a number of years ago. Like uh, Anytime you do something like that, um, like a name a video game, there's a huge amount of um 
lawyers that go into it because you've got to find a name. You've got to get it cleared for trademark. You have to get it cleared to make sure, you know, there's not another company using it that you've got to get it cleared to make sure there's not a, another video game using that same name. And my understanding is arcane was just like, Hey, we've got this, this title. We know it's cleared for all of these things because we own it. And it's already been cleared for all those things. This game's just going to be named prey. Um, and even at the time, I remember thinking it was a little weird. Like, I mean, people had not forgotten that there was another game 10 years before called Prey. Um, but, yeah, just just kind of a – apparently with a bad taste in his mouth. He quit very soon after it came out. So kind of kind of a kind of a bummer. The, the new Prey was good, though, um, and the old Prey was good. So I don't know. <laughs> uh, you played a little bit of Halo Infinite, right, Cole? I did. I did, too. It was fine. Um, yeah, I guess. Pretty much. Yeah, it was okay. I didn't beat it. If that says something. I didn't either. Um, I only actually played it once, and I was like, "This feels a lot like Halo," and that's not. <clears throat> I got like halfway optimal. through it, and then, or no, I got like a third of the way through it. Thought I was about three fourths of the way through it, and went, "I don't want to play another." Yeah, two thirds of this. I was kind of looking forward though to the co-op. Um, like the, the split screen co-op coming out, like first of all, just because the, the last couple of releases haven't had that. Um, and uh, Carter and I, my son had a lot of fun playing the first one split screen co-op. And so I thought, you know, maybe, maybe when it comes out co-op, like that'd be a, a cool way to, to try it out. Um, unfortunately that has been canceled. So mm. one of the kind of original selling points of what was going to make halo infinite, um, like cool again, I think like this was a pretty big promise because it had been something that had been around for a long, long, long time. Halo five didn't have it. People were disappointed. Uh, you know, and this was one of the big things that they said, Halo infinite will have co-op. And then it got delayed out of the initial release, got pushed back and now it's getting canceled. So kind of a, kind of a bummer. They also are pushing, I think season three back until next year. Um, there's going to be a fall update, but I think it's, it's not what people are waiting for. So, I don't know. Um, who uses a ring on their phone? That's, That's me. Weird. It's weird, Coley. <laughs> it, can, it can make any noise, and you chose phone ring? <laughs> Not a right. duck farting? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I'm going to assume going forward, Dylan, that that is what your phone makes. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, I just like Halo Infinite just keeps shooting itself in the foot. It's just a real bummer. I think people had a lot of high hopes for that, and it just didn't didn't quite get there. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. Uh, oh my gosh! Someone posted a picture of Randy Pickford wearing one of those shirts in our show notes, and that it was dude, me. Whew, it's a good shirt, Billy. Doing magic. <sighs> he just looks like. <clears throat> I think the thing is, if I looked met him in real life, and I mean, I'm going to say like I never have, and I probably never will, but I will just I would just assume that he was gross, like that he had molested someone recently. Um, don't like it. All right, questions. Monitoring screaming says, and this is actually an interesting question. Um, and I'm not sure the tense to put this in because in my head, like there's a certain tense and, and in the reality that probably the tense is different, but he, his actual question is why do you think battle Royale games were so popular and do they make or break a game for you? Do you want a game to have a battle Royale mode? I mean, it's, it's interesting that he said, you know, games were so popular because art, you know, arguably Fortnite is probably still one of the biggest games, if yeah. not the biggest game, um, uh, 
Apex Legends is or is that right? Apex. Yeah. Yeah. Apex. Apex is still doing great. Warzone is pretty popular. Warzone is pretty popular. Um, I think PUBG is still pretty popular. Um, You know, and I think that there are a handful of other kind of wacky. There's that new like wrestling one that Vinny was telling us about. Um, You know, there's that. I, I read one the other day that was like a like a like a D battle royale where you're like like uh like f- fantasy characters like so it's actually like sword fighting and stuff as a battle royale yeah. and so they, they still certainly exist and they still are very very popular and i can point to things like among us like i know why among us was popular it was a it was a weird coincidence of um COVID and people being stuck at home and people being able to play a game with friends and be able to come together doing something interesting. So I understand why Among Us uh, was such a big deal. But why why do you think Battle Royale games kind of had this peak for a hot minute like three years ago? Kind of how all things are. Yeah. Um, Stuff just happens. Yeah. Like one thing hits big and all of a sudden people are like, oh crap, well that hit big. We should put out something like that. And that it becomes oversaturated and you generally have like the, you know, big name still in the game, but the other ones just kind of fail because you can only play so many things. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh, uh, MMOs. Oh, well, MMOs. And, uh, what are the live live games Yeah, that, you know, for a while, that was a huge thing that all of them are going to be this. And now it's just kind of destiny. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think? So I think, I would also say though that battle royales lend themselves to streaming. Yeah, very good point. That is very good point. Um, and and PUBG probably kind of hit that. Yeah. Well, also that this and is the re- Fortnite streamers and like it created a lot of buzz about a new genre. Whereas I don't think a lot of other genres ever really got that kind of love. Yeah, I guess because that, that's actually a really good point. Um, I think also this is really the first time when this has been a possibility. Yeah. Uh, you know, like uh, games before this, it was like, you might get 32, you might get 64, but not anything past that. And it was usually on teams. And so like, now that you have more powerful hardware, you can have those kinds of things and have them work better. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a really Mm -hmm. good point. It's, it's interesting. Um, it, maybe it was just the maybe you're right it was just the right thing at the right time yeah uh yeah i'm mostly i'm still bummed that i never got a free-to-play version of uh save the world save the world yeah that's, See, that's what's really interesting though too is like fortnite wasn't that wasn't even what fortnite was supposed to be mm-hmm. like and it com- they completely basically killed their <laughs> their other game for this. It's yeah. a complete pivot, it seems. Um, well, it's it's weird when you do you remember like all the controversy, probably three or four years ago, where it was like you know they're using the Unreal Engine to build the game, so because they're a partner, like Epic has all sorts of like weird views into that game and then they like you know quote unquote stole it and made their own battle royale that became a way bigger deal than PUBG. like it's 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 very interesting to like think about the the kind of birth of that i don't know did did any of you guys ever get into any of them nope yeah there was definitely a time in the beginning where i played a lot of them because and i think part of the popularity is it is a very fun kind of 
chase, I guess, like winning that last one standing is a really cool feeling. Yeah. Right. Like, um, which is also why it, it was, I think so successful to watch people stream it because especially if you're watching someone who's good and will actually win frequently enough yeah. that it's like worth watching. Um, like that's pretty cool. You don't want like someone that dies in the first 10 people every time. Like no one really wants to watch that. But, um, but it also, the games will recycle fast enough to, like, oh, we won, or oh, I was close that time, queue up, have a little bit of time to talk to the chat. Like, um, it, I think it's really effective. Um, I think you're right. I think streaming was, like, a big another, part Another big one was, uh, what is it, like, Friday the 13th? What are those called? Oh, like, uh, asymmetric. Are, for, yeah, 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 things. Remember when that was huge? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um yeah, I never really got into them. I I think the thing is is the the way I enjoy playing those is with other people. Like I actually really enjoy playing like duos or or four and they're not fun at all to play that way like that's how i want to play the game but you just like i'm not good at them so i just spend a lot of time right. watching other like i'm essentially watching someone stream um and getting to play with them occasionally so I don't know. Yeah. I have a couple friends though that have been with you. Yeah. They've been playing uh no build Fortnite though. Uh, which I'm kind of interested to play that Same. with them. Yeah. Um because I, I think the building in Fortnite is it's cool and interesting, but it's such a weird tacked on kind of yeah. system in that me. game. Um I don't know, maybe not convinced that the game's better without it because it is kind of what makes it unique it just makes it not exactly the game i want to play yeah um even though i think the like the general the other parts of the game i think are also pretty strong like um like the gunplay feels pretty good like that game is just very polished just because they've i mean it's been so successful and they have an endless supply of money to people to work on it um and especially with every ip crossover they've done like i mean they have star wars and marvel and everything in between like um it's a, it's a money printer but it's so weird um, but so weird you know, dang um, kids love it so if if you want to play a great battle royale game go download uh super animal royale it's like a cartoon mm. one where your animals it is free on any platform you want to play it on and it is delightful it's probably my favorite battle royale so uh all right next question uh from our deacon do you prefer earbuds or over-the-ear headphones depends on what i'm doing yeah let's say let's say specifically for gaming i've never used Um, earbuds for gaming yeah yeah I, I guess Bluetooth would kind of have to be a thing. When do you prefer earbuds, just out of curiosity? Uh, like when I'm at work. Um, oh, sure. Or yeah. if I'm doing anything Marker. like any sort of working out thing. Uh, yeah. I like, I can't imagine like I'll see people, you know, like at like gyms wearing like the <laughs> big like things. And I'm like, <laughs> it's a little obnoxious. Uh, well, yeah. like I'm like, how do you like, I'm sitting here in my room. I've got a fan on me. And if I lift these up, they're sweaty under there. Yeah. So like, how would you, they how just, would you work out? They just fill up just fill, and then you'd like, oh, yeah, yeah, pull them out and like yeah, dumps out. And then, yeah, out. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, yeah, if I'm, if I'm just doing chores around the house or something too, I'll have my earbuds in or whatever. And, 
um, listening to a podcast or music or something. It's like, you know, unless I'm gaming, I'm probably wearing earbuds. Yeah. Really? I, I have a real hard time finding earbuds that don't hurt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like the, the Apple, like the, the ones that come with Apple things are yeah. to me the most painful things yeah. to put in my ear. Which is ear. funny. They're like the most comfortable things for me. They like uh-huh. are just shaped. To, I guess I have the <laughs> standard ear yeah. and, <laughs> entry and like the, that they measure on because they just fit. Like it's I have completely a fine. pair to like if the ones at my work die so that I can still listen to podcasts and stuff. And I wear those for more than about 45 minutes. I'm like, I have to take these out. These hurt too much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, uh, I have a pair of my my problem is actually they're uncomfortable like yours, but also they don't stay in my ear; they fall out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like if I'm wearing earbuds, I'm constantly like pushing them back in, which isn't optimal. Um, so, like I'm pretty much if I'm not wearing like headphones, I'm probably just listening through speakers because I can't. Like the only I have a pair of like Anchor Soundcore um, earbuds, which, um, I actually quite like. They're probably the only pair I've ever had that actually kind of stay in my ear, but I only wear them if I'm on, uh, like on my cell phone making a, like talking to someone, I don't wear them almost any other time. So yeah, definitely, definitely a a headphones kind of guy. I also would, I don't know. I, I really like the HyperX headphones. Like if you're looking for headphones, I'm wearing a pair right now. Dylan's wearing a pair. I, you're wearing your Sony's, but you have a pair of HyperX ones call. I do. Yeah, I've got two of them now. I've got the the pair I wear when I podcast, and I've got another pair that I wear when I game. So good, just like shockingly well made headphones from like I think Kensington makes them, <laughs> like the memory manufacturer. So I don't know, they're they're good. Uh, second question: What do you think? Uh, do you think that advanced controllers like the uh, Xbox Elite or the new PlayStation Elite? Um, or like the fancy keyboards or mice actually increase your performance? Do you think you're a better gamer because of your fancy peripherals? No. Yeah. Minimally. I. The only thing I will say that makes me better using like the Xbox Elite controllers is um, like being able to adjust the trigger pulls on them. Um, doesn't yeah, make me a better nice. gamer, but it makes it so I can game for longer. Um, it makes it so like my fingers don't hurt from having to do like full. Are you struggling with endurance? I I would have yes. I would have loved those when playing uh, Rocket League. Yeah, oh, those would have been yeah. amazing. Did you not have them when we played Rocket League? No. no. Oh no, you're right. We did not. Yeah, that would have been great. Like, and, and like Rocket League, like my fingers after a while would like kind of start not like hurting, but like I had like real problems with the trigger fingers yeah, because you just had to hold too. it. Like sometimes I would have to like stop. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's, switch to your middle fingers. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point. Well, or and I will say that there are a handful of games where the back like trigger pulls are great. I pulled those off immediately um, and never used them. If you're playing, it's it's very specific things though. It's um, if you are playing a game where uh, you hold down, it's almost almost always um, where you're moving your character with your left stick and aiming with your right stick. So like a like a twin stick mm-hmm. shooter. Um, but you're shooting like a bow and arrow. So oftentimes it'll be like you'll. Uh, you'll aim, you know, you're moving your character with one, you're moving your 
character, you know, the, aiming with the other one, and then you have to pull the trigger to pull back the the thing, and then hit another button to shoot it. Um, those back things are really handy. Um, there was a specific game that I've done it a handful of times in. Um, one was what was that kind of cool? like kind of Metroidvania twin stick shooter that we played called it was really good, but it was like seven times too long cross code. They were good in cross code. Um, and they were good in, there was a, uh, rogue light that I, I really liked him. And you played it too, Cole, but I, I can't remember the name of it. It's that one where you're like the family of people and you're like exploring the dungeon under your house. Oh yeah. Um, I really like that game. Yeah, yeah. I did too drawing a blank i am too but whatever that game was the 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 bow and arrow morta yeah children of morta the bow and arrow character in that the the back triggers really help but i don't like i mean maybe if you're maybe it's one of those things where if you're like a way better gamer um those things like really matter but every time i see someone who's like well i got a laser mouse because the, the refresh rate's so fast or i got you yeah know, a, you're a super fancy mouse pad because you know like the surface is so much better or yeah you know that's one of those things it's like if you took enough data over time you might see a, a minimal yeah uptake. i'll bet but you like, those people see you, 120 frames per second as uh-huh well. right yeah. yeah um the one thing i like again to echo like kind of niche situations in which they help is like i noticed when i was playing overwatch on console having the elite controller with the paddle um the paddle buttons underneath yeah was very nice like specifically because i play winston a lot the big gorilla Mm -hmm. with the kind of like i don't know is it like a tesla uh yeah weapon or whatever so it's like a it's just like a beam that shoots out and it kind of goes to whichever enemy is the closest right but with that tank character i'm constantly moving looking and jumping at the same time so being able to jump with the paddle underneath while looking with the right stick and moving with the left stick and holding the trigger with your index finger because you're you're basically constantly using those four things yeah all of the time when you're jumping in and out. Um, so like that is a very noticeable situation in which it is beneficial. How much better I am with it is arguable, but like <laughs> it does make it actually just easier, easier, yeah. um, which in turn is I'm probably playing a little bit better because I'm, I'm able to see exactly yeah. what I wish I would um, with a normal controller. Um, Cause I, cause you're always kind of, neglecting one of those things um just by which is exactly the reason like keyboard and mouse is slightly superior like am i actually better with the keyboard and mouse maybe not yeah. but um it does have an edge um kind of objectively speaking yeah. like it's it it just allows you to do everything at once rather than kind of forgetting, even though I vastly prefer controllers, even though I've kind of adapted recently. Um, I think controllers are comfortable yeah, and me too. it's kind of just more fun. Um, like my fun factor is higher with a controller. I agree. Um, I don't know. There's something about like a keyboard with, it's funny that we play games on these keyboards with like a hundred and, some odd keys i have no idea how many yeah. keys are on here and i use like six Four. of them right it's like have we really not like got a, a gaming keypad like is that really not my buddy I has mean, one I'm, like i'm sure that yeah exactly yeah. but 
it's just like we they keep manufacturing these giant i guess it's because you probably do other things on your computer which i absolutely don't <laughs> my computer is <laughs> completely just for video games That's funny. um so yeah it is kind of strange but yeah. i uh i actually got rid of my gaming keyboard too um because it was like hurting my 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 hands like i was getting like carpal tunnel from typing on a stupid straight keyboard i actually went out and bought one of the like microsoft split like oh, like yeah. the comfort keyboards because i i like the the outside of my wrist was just hurting every day and it was from like typing you know you have to bend your arms like really awkwardly to type on one of those and it like instantly went away i went and bought just like this weird like <laughs> split microsoft keyboard and my arms have not my wrists have not hurt since so like i, I got rid of that too but I, to me, like the the real benefit of the elite controllers is I think they just they feel better. I like the weight of them. Um, I like the build of them. I don't. I can't speak for the build quality of them because I've heard <laughs> that the build quality is not good. Um, whereas I think that the the build quality of just the normal everyday Xbox controllers seems to be very good. Um, but I have not had any problems with mine. So yes, you have, it went away though. Like it got oh. better. <laughs> mine, I, I, mine's still broken. No. Oh, yeah. Like my, my top, um, like my right button, I guess yeah, mine was, was my left. Yeah. It didn't work for a while, but it got better. So I, I don't know. Um, but but I like the weight of them. But like for instance, like my wife hates how heavy they are. Every time I, I hand her one, she's like, "Oh, this controller weighs like four times as much as your other one." I'm like, "Yes, that's good. Heavy's good. It, <laughs> heavy is better." Yeah. Uh, what it, what is it like? Heavy heavy's good if it doesn't work. You can throw it at them. Throw it at them. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I I really like the the like heft of one. So. Uh, all right, let's see. We've got some cheap free games uh, coming out this month. Let's talk about Epic. Uh, the first game on Epic is 100 Days Winemaking Simulator. Ooh. Colby, winemaking could be your best adventure. <laughs> uh, I doubt it. This is just, uh, what was that What was that movie like set in, in wine country? Um, oh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, with Paul uh, Giamatti. Sideways. Sideways. This is just sideways simulator. Uh, make the best wine interacting with soil and nature and take your winery to the top. Your beautiful journey into the winemaking tradition starts now. I mean, like this game is probably just Stardew Valley, but like it sounds just pretentious and awful. So not. Not sure that's me. Uh, and then you can also get Realm Royale, Realm Royale Reforged Epic Launch Bundle. Um, Realm Royale is the game I was actually talking about earlier. It's the uh, uh, like kind of um, fantasy, like D and D looking um, battle royale game. I believe it's free to play. This is just some sort of uh, other like cosmetics for it or something. So you can grab those um, if you play that game. Uh, let's see. Game Pass today. Uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley Founders Edition is available to play on cloud console and PC. Uh, it is a hybrid between a life sim and an adventure game rich with quests, exploration, and engaging activities featuring Disney and Pixar friends, both old and new. It is... Um, so it's, I think it's like Stardew Valley meets... Um, uh, what's that island game? Um, Harvest Harvest Moon? Is that what I want to say? No, not Harvest Moon. Um, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Thank you. Um, it's like a cross of those two, but it's also free to play and it also features monetization. So 
could be good, could be bad. I don't know. We'll see. I downloaded it. We'll we'll check it out. Uh, can I can I put my guess on whether it's good or bad? <laughs> we will see. Uh, Opus Magnum is coming out for PC. It is an open-ended puzzle game from Zachtronics, the creators of Shenzhen IO, master the intricate physical physical machinery of the transmutation engine. Uh, Train Sim World Three is coming to console and oh, yeah. PC. <laughs> Are you excited about Trim- Train Sim World? Call you know it. <laughs> I, I can never tell if you're kidding or not because it could I'm be not. yeah that Colby's <laughs> not excited about Train, Train Sim World, or it could be next week he's like, dude, I've got 140 hours of the Train Sim World Three. I built a train that goes from here to Australia and back somehow. I built all these pylons to take it over the ocean. Anyway. This one you just you don't build the train tracks, I believe. This is just you are a train conductor, Cliff. Oh, that's I, uh, that's so much worse. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I played 2019 or something. I don't know. I, I played one of the train sim games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's that's great, Cole. Um. Do you know how many hours I put into uh, like Mud Runner and Snow Runner, Cliff? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fair. Um, it does have a very positive rating on Steam. Um, Ashes of the Singularity Escalation, a massive scale real time strategy game where you command entire armies on a dynamic battlefield, conquer multiple worlds across several single player campaigns, or play with your friends in multiplayer combat. That is a PC game coming out September 13th. Um, everything above that came out today. Uh, DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crito and Ace. That sounds terrific. Uh, comes out on cloud console and PC September 13th. Suit up as super dogs, crypto and ace to uncover Lex Luthor's plot to pet nap Metropolis's strays. Is he pet napping stray dogs or is he just like the pound? Like that, that doesn't <laughs> seem like an evil, like are, are, are like dog catchers, like evil supervillains. Maybe he's yes. doing something to the dogs and making an evil dog army or something. I guess, maybe. Uh, you Suck at Parking is coming to Cloud Console and PC September 14th. It is the world's most extreme parking game and the only racing game where the goal is to stop. The game is all physics-based and you drive, drift, jump, and teleport through tricky courses. Uh, apparently, there's also multiplayer. Uh, Despot's Game is coming to console and PC September 15th. Uh, guide puny humans through Despot's Game, a roguelike tactics army battler. Equip your team and sacrifice them through procedural dungeons. Uh, and then Metal Hellsinger is coming out September 15th to PC and Xbox. Uh, it is a rhythm FPS brimming with diabolical enemies, powerful weapons, and metal music. I actually have seen a video that looks pretty good. Uh, also, September 15th, Outer Wild is back with the Xbox Series X enhancements. Uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker is out September 20th. Beacon Pines is out September 22nd. Slime Rancher 2 is also out September 22nd. Uh, version 1.0 of Grounded comes out September 27th. And Moon Cars comes out September 27th. Uh, PlayStation Plus, like, I don't even know how to read this anymore because it's so weird how they release this. So the cheapest version of PlayStation Plus, which I think is just PlayStation Plus now, maybe, is getting Need for Speed Heat uh, on the PS4, Grand Blue Fantasy colon Versus on the PS4, and Toem on the PS5. Toem actually looks really fun. Uh, PS Plus Extra and PS Plus Premium 
is getting Deathloop on the PS5. I actually think Deathloop is going to be coming to Xbox on September fifteenth. Yeah. They have not announced it, but I think it will um, because that's the the day PlayStation exclusivity ends uh, for Deathloop yeah. <laughs> is on uh, is on September fifteenth, and uh, and uh, Arcane is now owned by Xbox. So I would not be surprised if we see that in about nine days. Uh, anyway, Pe- Deathloop for the PS five, Assassin's Creed Origin coming for the PS four, Watch Dogs two for the PS four. Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 for the PS4, Spirit Fair Fell Well Edition, which is the just best, saddest game you'll be able to play on PS Plus now. Um, highly recommended there. Uh, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, which I've also heard is very good. I'd like to play that, is on the PS4. Uh, Monster Energy Supercross, the official video game 5. Um, I don't think, <laughs> don't exactly understand that, but it's on the PS4 and PS5. Uh, Alex Kid and Miracle World DX, PS4, PS5, Rabbids Invasion, the interactive TV show uh, for the PS4, Rayman Legends, which is probably the best uh, platformer in existence Ever? currently. Yeah, Rayman Legends is just... Just top shelf. Good game. PS4. Uh, and Scott Pilgrim versus the World, the game complete edition for the PS4. Uh, PlayStation Plus Premium Classics. So this is if you have the premium edition, and these are, I think, PS1 and PS2 games. Uh, you get Siphon Filter 2, the Sly Collection, Sly Cooper, Thieves in Time, Bentley's Hack Pack, Toy Story 3, which I've played and is very bad, and uh, Kingdoms of Paradise. So I, I'm, I'm, I swear to God, I'm more confused about how the PlayStation tiers work now than I was before, but whatever, it's fine. Uh, a little humble bundle action. If you want to head over, you can get the level up and learn programming games. They've got learning factory, Exapunks, wild, true learn, which I've actually, that actually looks a lot of fun. Uh, 7 billion humans, human resource machine, uh, Shenzhen IO and TIS 100. You can grab all of those for, uh, 10 bucks. So a little bit of, I think they're, they're kind of like games to teach you like essentially programming logic. So I guess if you do those and are really good at it, maybe you can get one of those jobs programming AIs to do QA. Maybe, maybe that's how it works. Uh, finally troll corner. Um, are you guys familiar with the the girls who code program? It's a I am. Yeah, it's a it's a really cool program actually where um that tries to help women get into STEM careers, teach girls how to program. Um there's a lot of things very similar to it um that that are to help kids learn how to program. This one is is specifically aimed at uh at, at girls and women trying to get them into tech and the game industry um, and all sorts of other stuff. Um, they just announced a 15, let's see, I'm not sure how much the money was, but uh, Raytheon, makers of such things as the Sidewinder missile and... Um, Knife missile. Yeah, all sorts of good missiles, like really great missiles. They, they do a... If you need a wedding in Yemen bombed, Raytheon. Raytheon. Absolutely. Um, they also spent uh, $15 million uh, lobbying the U.S. government in 2021. I'm guessing only for good things. Um, yeah, not not a terrific company. Um, I mean, I guess depending on how you feel about the military industrial complex, you may disagree. That's that's fine. That's that's your 
you're right. I'm not personally a fan. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, they just donated a bunch of money to girls who code and, uh, like we're over, here's the, the, the like quote, we're overjoyed to partner closely with Raytheon technologies. Like no one should say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> The correct press release would be, hey, unless you're someone who wants to say blow up a Yemeni wedding. Yeah, we're like, like, do you have a school bus filled with children in, say, Saudi Arabia that you need blown up? Or not, but not Saudi Arabia, uh, Iran? Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe. Um, like the correct quote should be like, we also think Raytheon technologies are giant bags of shit, but they gave us some money and we're willing to take that money in exchange for like teaching girls how to, to code things, but we agree with you that they suck, but that's not what she said. Uh, we're overjoyed to partner closely with Raytheon technologies on this pilot program. We're excited by the opportunity to continue to provide students with tools and confidence. They need to make a difference when that eventually that difference might be learning how to program missile guidance systems. Um, that, that was the silent other part, but I, I was wrong yet again. It was a Yemeni school bus. Yeah, man. So. Raytheon and Yemen. Um, it's not like, not great. Saudi Arabia, also not great. <laughs> but Saudi Arabia, big fans of Raytheon. Um, let's also not forget that they cut up a journalist in Turkey. And <laughs> the United States is... Did he deserve it, though? Probably Who's to not. say? <laughs> anyway, uh, Raytheon, they're not... They're not great <laughs> but, that should be there <laughs> like raytheon we're uh not we're not great not great uh full disclosure we're mom, the best at being the worst full disclosure my mom used to work for northrop grumman and they're also terrible <laughs> yeah. anyway <laughs> that's bite me podcast episode 300 uh so if we get to 600 that will be in like 2028 what do you think will be different like what, what do you think video games will be like in 2028 they'll be played in the metaverse man colby i have never hoped you were more <laughs> wrong about something <laughs> like if we could just have one thing not come true it could be that and that would make me very very happy what do you think dylan what's your what's your 2028 prediction ah man we'll come back v vr something God damn it. something yeah what's with you people in the damn metaverse stay away from the metaverse the, we're the all only, gonna have the thing NFTs I, of ourselves cliff i could see it kind of like we being past it by then though is kind of what i'm thinking because i don't i might be wrong but i don't i don't think that that's the next phase i I think until they can make VR that doesn't feel like you're just putting on some sort of weird, heavy, like, yeah. I mean, I think like, I love VR. I think VR is absolutely cool. And I never do it because I wear glasses. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's well, that's what I'm thinking too, is like, I don't get motion sick very easily. Yeah. But I can only do certain things in VR. Yep. So it's like, there's definitely a hump here that not everyone can play VR. Yeah, I don't. I don't think like it, it's 
it's not a universally accessible thing for people i don't think yeah. and i don't think better technology makes that any better yeah. i think it it might even make it worse, worse when when you really trick your body into thinking you're moving around yeah. a, a world other than like i mean i can see there being a cool experience if i have a giant warehouse to walk around yeah. in. But that, again that's people aren't playing the the whole point is that you're in your small apartment you can put on the headset and be anywhere right yeah. but that's not it's not quite what it actually is. Um, So I I don't think that's the... No. Yeah, I don't... I I think that VR will continue to be cool. I think VR will continue to innovate. But I don't... I I think companies' insistence that the metaverse is going to be a thing is... I'm not sold at all. ...is very wrong. That can be wrong, too. Um, I'm thinking 2028... Uh, is going to be like so if if you look at uh, like system releases 2028 is probably about the time sometime between t- like 2026 and 2028 is when the next, next systems will come out I think that the next video game systems will be 100% digital there will be no physical media and I would guess that they will yeah. s- be streamed almost exclusively like I think that the vast majority of games that will be uh, sold will be streamed um, you will. I think you'll see uh, the continued rise of things like um, Game Pass and PS Plus, and uh, that companies are going to get heavy into the streaming thing. And it, there's just not there's not going to be a reason to buy things. You're just going to turn it on and stream it, um, unless you absolutely have terrible internet. But I, I I would I would feel pretty confident saying that physical releases of games will not happen on the next I console generation. I think we're almost done yeah. with that. It's about 50% um, today. It's about 50-50. It, um, but I mean, like... It, but, is, it is interesting, though, because it's like, what about people that don't have... Oh, yeah. Like, do they just not... At some point, do they just not care? Yeah. I, I think know. I think legitimately... Or it'll be something weird where you, like take a flash drive you, yeah to, uh, that's kind of what i'm thinking it's yeah. like there there's there is a way like it's it's through a different interface yeah. right like you but i i don't put a zip file on your hard drive yeah. and like plug it into your system and i don't know i mean like, when you think about it pcs at this point are there's very very like anything physical release is like a special edition you know like it's right it's, i mean i don't i like i don't have a drive on my yeah PC. yeah most like, people don't um, I don't even know if you can buy. Yeah, I don't think you buy. I mean, I have, I have two, anymore? but you yeah. know, I'm, I'm an, I'm an, out, I'm, I'm, I'm a, an edge case. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. I think in in 2028 we'll finally be playing Grand Theft Auto Six. <sighs> Maybe, like, yeah, I hope so. No, no, actually, no. I, Colby's right. See, because the way it works is, uh, you know, the next console generation kicks off in 2028 so they'll release it for the xbox series x in 2027 then we'll get a re-release of gta 5 on the new console and then another re-release of gta 6 well i was just thinking they can squeak one more generation out of gta 5 and then we'll get a gta 6 when do i get my skyrim (sighs) yeah no i i don't know i i I very much believe though that those are like the two things it'll be mostly streamed and uh there will be no like the physical copies of games will be like it is now where like limited release games does stuff and they'll be mostly just for collectors. Um, so I don't know. Guess we will see. All right. 
that's 300. So our next big anniversary is uh, November 15th, where we will be celebrating six years. Six six years is that right? Six years of of, of Bite Me podcast, sounds, I believe. Sounds right. Yeah. So our first episode came out uh, just November 15th or November 16th. Um, it was like right around my birthday, within a day or two of my birthday. Uh, in 20, I was tr- going to say 2016, but was it 2014, Dylan? No, it'd be 2016. Yeah, yeah, six. Yeah, you're right. Six, six episodes. Okay. So yeah. that's the next big one. Maybe we'll try and plan better for that one. <laughs> we'll have a birthday party. It'll be great. Uh, anyway, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can join our Patreon. It's new, it's sparkly. I updated things so they don't talk about Rocket League as much. Uh, if you go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast, you can join our extra life team or donate to us. Either way, we'll, we'll take your money or take your, your physical selves playing video games with us at, uh, bite me podcast.com slash extra life. You can, I got an idea for extra life this year. Colby's got an idea for extra life. I'm very excited about it. Um, it's like two months from thursday i think i think it's it's the eighth sometime no it's november 5th man i tell you there are like 45 things i want to do on november 5th there's like a concert i want to go to drive by truckers call free show that i could go to and it's the same day as extra life so i don't know um anyway you can come hang out on our discord too go to bitemepodcast.com slash discord dylan do you want to do you want to lead us out bite me you figure out how to say bite me in like norwegian to me. <laughs> <laughs> ah, see. Yeah, close enough.